You're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit discusses the story of Moses to talk about how God orchestrates circumstances in our lives for greatness if we step out in faith and obey His plan. Good morning, everyone. If it's your first time here, welcome to Every Nation Canberra. Well, we started our series called Great Faith several weeks ago. We're talking about the heroes of faith. And this week, we're going to talk about the life of Moses. Everyone knows him. Everyone knows about the Ten Commandments. We all know the story of the parting of the Red Sea. So let's get into the Word. Our verses are from the 11th chapter of Hebrews, 23 to 27. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for we endured as seeing him who is invisible. Father God, we thank you for your word today, that your word is active and alive, able to cut through and divide bones and marrows. Lord, thank you that your word pierces to our hearts and exposes our innermost thoughts. Pray that you anoint the preaching today, Lord, and may we hear your word for the church today. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was going over the verses this week, God reminded me of three words that I'd like to share with you. He reminded me of the word faith. He also reminded me of the word fear. And then he said, choice. Let's talk about fear first. What is fear? Fear is defined as a strong emotion caused by great worry about something dangerous painful or unknown that is happening or might happen. One of the most interesting facts about fear is that it always seems to come either from the outside, external stimulus, or from something inside our heads but separate from who we are. In 2013, uh, Will Smith produced a movie which starred himself and his son, Jaden, it's called After Earth. And I'd just like to share with you the copy of the poster, which reads, danger is real, fear is a choice. We have here uh, some friends from the Philippines who are on a two-year uh, study course in ANU. They're from the military. And you know how it's like in the Philippines. If you're part of the military, you're part of the action. They know. That once you step into the battlefield, danger is real. One single bullet can create a widow and fatherless children, or a mother, motherless children. But the moment you step out of the chopper or step out into the battlefield, you've made a choice. Not out of fear, you made a choice because you knew that you had a job to do. Will Smith, in one of the Parts of the movie was saying to his son, 
if we are going to survive this, he said, remember this, fear is not real. It is a product of thoughts you create. But son, do not misunderstand me. Danger is real. But fear is a choice. The truth is, we are all afraid of something. It could be as simple as being afraid of a cockroach or as serious as being afraid of death itself. But sometimes it's funny because we start on a journey with fear without even experiencing the dangers even before we encounter them. Now, we cannot underestimate the danger or the risk that comes with every decision that we make. But at the end, we still have to make that decision anyway, right? And I hope that as we end this message, we will be able to make choices in our lives, not based on fear, but based on our faith. And what I learned in my Christian walk is that faith is a journey of decisions. You know, the decisions we make are seen by the things we accept and the things that we reject. The choices we make today are important because they have eternal consequences. Your tomorrow is a product of the decisions that you will make today. Moses' parents, Amram and Jochebed in Exodus, Chapter 6, verse 20, they face a dreadful dilemma. You see, Jochebed gave birth to Moses. It was at that time when the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, was so fearful that the Hebrew people would grow too big for them to handle that he ordered all newborn male babies to be killed. In Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, and I'll read. The king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives and said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on birth stools, if it's a son, then you shall kill him. If it's a daughter, then she shall live. However, the midwives have great fear or faith in the Lord and spared the male babies at birth. The midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them but save the male children alive. Moses' parents had a similar faith, a courageous faith in God. And we read that in our verse today. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. You see two thoughts here, faith and fearlessness. And that's what we want to talk about today. You see, it has been three months and Moses survived, but the danger was not yet over. You see, when the king realized and learned that the midwives spared the babies, he got furious and said, I will not only order the death of all male babies, I will order all male Hebrew-born boy to be thrown out into the river because he did not want them to multiply. We see here the danger is real. And Jochebed could have embraced fear, but rather she held on to her faith in God. She chose her faith over fear. 
Her faith in God was bigger than the fear for the death of Moses and the fear of her own life. Her faith was bigger than her fears. We read in 2nd Exodus, when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch to make it waterproof, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the riverbank. God honored the faith of Moses' parents by allowing the Pharaoh's daughter to discover that basket. You see, it was not an accident that she was bathing in the river at that same time. It was not an accident that when she saw the baby, she had mercy and compassion on him. The Bible says in verse 6, And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him. You know, faith and fear, they go the opposite direction. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you will never be afraid. I have been afraid many times in my life. But if you're a Christian, when you're afraid, you are reminded by the scripture, do not be discouraged, do not be dismayed. Do not fear, for I am with you wherever you go. And that's the promise of God. You see, faith is not the absence of fear, but they cannot coexist together. Faith and fear cannot coexist together. You only choose one. Faith is when you choose not to be afraid. It is when you choose to move forward and make that big, bold step with courage and humility because you trust God. You make that big, bold step not because you believe in yourself, because you're intelligent, because you know a lot of things, because you have the money to make that decision, but because you have faith in God and you believe in His promises and that you believe that He will keep it and He will be with you wherever you go. In the next verse, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You can just imagine what lies in front of Moses. He was 40 years old at the prime of his life when the lure of the world and, and the deception and the pleasures of sin would seem to be most attractive to him. He could have kept his status and enjoyed the pleasure, everything that his wealth, his fame, and his stature could offer, the comfort it brings, but he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. This verse tells us that wherever you are, you have a choice. If you're in a good place, you have a choice. If you're in a bad place, you still have a choice. Moses, by faith, made decisions to turn away from the life of pleasure so that he could do what is right in the eyes of God. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. You know, Moses was not looking at the gold and silver, all the diamonds and rubies and the precious stones that will rust and decay or the fleeting pleasures of sin, Moses was looking beyond that. 
He was looking for the reward. And what was that reward? It's a reward that far outweighs anything that this world can offer. And that is enjoying the presence of God forever. Our greatest reward is to be with God forever. It starts with salvation. It starts when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Our life is a series of choices that we make every day. And our choices are based on what we believe or what we are afraid of. The moment you decided to buy a home, your choice was based on two things. It's either you believe that you can pay for that house or you did not buy that house because you're afraid that you would not be able to pay the monthly amortizations or not have enough resources to pay the down payment. See, fear looks at the what if. What if it doesn't work out? What if it fails? What if I lose my job? What if I get sick? What if I get rejected? What if I fail? Faith says, I will, even if it doesn't work out. Faith assures that even if I lose my job, even if I get sick, even if I get rejected, even if I fail, I will still trust God because He never fails. He's not asking you to figure it out. What God is asking you is just believe. You know, you can waste all your, your knowledge in doing your math, your, your statistics or your calculations to find out if you'll be able to pay it in 20 years. God does not want you to, to dwell on that. He just wants you to believe. If God gives it to you, believe. If God asks you to do it, do it and believe with faith. Remember, every single thing that you do in your life, when you do it, you are choosing a direction. Whatever you decide, whatever you do, you are choosing a direction. Remember, we are free to make choices in our lives. But you will never be free from the consequences of the choices that you make. The psalmist says, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? You know, we put our trust not in our paycheck, not in the money you have in your bank, not in all the sciences that you've studied, not in your own strength, not in your own ability, but you put your trust in God alone and no one else. We are all born for a purpose, and our purpose is just one thing, and that is to glorify God with the lives that we live. And we do that by resting and believing in Him, and it starts with faith. Otherwise, we will be at the mercy of the world, waiting in vain to give us only what God can deliver. The challenge for us today is this. Faith, fear, your choice. Moses was 80 years old when God called him for the deliverance mission. 80 years old. 
everything that Moses experienced in his life happened in the last 40 years. He died at the age of 120. It's never too late to turn your life over to God. Even if you're 80, you know, when we became Christians, our parents said, I can do anything about it. That's your decision. We were raised Catholic. My, my mother-in-law, who's 87 at that time, said, I understand, I respect you, but I'll die a Catholic. And same with my mom. Two years ago, they received Jesus, accepted Christ. My mom leads a small group. It's done one-to-one -to, -one to two people. And my wife's mom, he, she evangelizes everyone she meets. If you're praying for a family member, and probably the devil is saying, she's too old to understand. Just let her be. Just be there for her. Here, what about the afterlife? I want to spend my life in eternity with God, with the people I love. And we have a responsibility to live our lives in such a way that people who do not read the Bible and people who do not know God will get to know the God that we, live, we believe and serve because of the life that we live. How are you living your life? Are you living your life as a reflection of God's glory, giving praise and glory to Him in everything that you do? Or are you living life for yourself, for your aspirations, and for your own dreams? Ask yourselves. We spend too much of our energy trying to study, trying to work, trying to have more money. What for? So that we can retire and enjoy probably a piña colada by the beach? That is so shallow. We are just transients here. What we live, our life, the life that we live here is just a fraction of infinity that we will spend someplace else. Where will that be? That will depend on the choices the choices that you make today and the choices you make should be made not out of fear but made out of faith a journey to a great faith starts with the choices we make today the gospel is preached to us so that we may believe that Christ is the Messiah the Son of God and whoever believes in him will have life in his name that's all you have to do you don't have to earn your salvation we cannot we only have to say, Lord, I believe that you died for me on the cross. And that's all that we have to do. Faith or fear, to believe or not to believe. That is your choice. Neil Maxwell said, if in the end, think about this. If in the end, when everything ends and you have not chosen Jesus because you've chosen something else, it really wouldn't matter what you have chosen. In the end, what only matters is if you have chosen Jesus. And I rest my case. God is asking you now, if life is a series of choices that you make, He's asking you, have you lived for me or have you lived for yourself all these years? I just want to challenge you today. If you have been living your life for yourself, this is an opportunity to stand up in faith and say, Lord, I'm tired 
going in circles, living my life without purpose, achieving one goal after the other, yet feel so empty. My life seems pointless because my life will only have meaning if I have you in it. Lord, I want to live for you. If that's you today, I just want you to raise your hand. Not to embarrass you or anything. But I just want you to say, Lord, I've had enough. I did it my way. Now I want it your way. I surrender to you, Father God. I surrender to your pleasing and perfect will for my life. I accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And I know that from now on, my life will never be the same again. That I will shine your love. I will shine your glory. And people will know who you are because of what you have done in my life. That my life and my experiences will be a testimony of your faithfulness, of your mercy, of your grace, and of your love. Lord, as I walk out of this church today, I pray that you would strengthen my faith. That when I step out in this room, I would step out not in fear, and I would walk not by sight, only by faith. And faith in you and you alone. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done on the cross. I can now stand in the freedom that you have won for me. Father God, we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In your precious name we pray. Amen. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanberra.